Welcome to The Ride. Life, Work, and Wealth podcast with your host, Chris Rowe. Chris, many years ago, was both a firefighter and a paramedic and witnessed many people not getting another tomorrow, and it shaped who he is now as a financial strategist. Chris doesn't just help people plan for a secure tomorrow, he helps them plan for a better today. Chris lives in Burlington, Ontario, and is an investment advisor at Green Private Wealth, a trade name of Harborfront Wealth Management, an IROC dealer. Let's get to it. The truth about retirement may be hard to separate from all the myths, but Chris DeRoe is here to review eight of those so-called truths and explain why they're wrong. Chris, this should be interesting. Thanks, Patrice. Yeah, for quite a long time, most of my career in this in this business, we've been hearing about this silver tsunami that's coming with, with baby boomers. Well, it's now here. The leading edge of baby boomers, well, they turned 65 seven years ago. And on average, there's over 1,200 Canadians turning 65 years old every single day. So we're in that significantly. And, and most boomers, they were when they were born, it was between 1961 and 1965, if people don't remember what that phrase or who that en- encompasses. And on top of that, um, people are living longer, which is great, much longer. So it's just important. There's just more and more people um, interested in finding more information about retiring and how they should get everything figured out. And with that comes all kinds of good information, but also some bad information. So with all of this happening, um, that's why there's also a lot of myths that I want to just debunk today, some of the more popular ones, and give some people some information on that. And with all this happening, it's it's no wonder. Like media, politicians, financial service business, business, businesses, um, everyone's just talking about retirement. And uh, with that kind of focus, it should be good because of what it means for saving habits and pressures on goods and services around all of this. So hopefully I can just kind of debunk some things that might be stressing some people out or some things that people have heard. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go through eight today, and the first one is retirement planning is just for older people. Well, the definition of retirement, and I've, I've talked about this in other sh- podcasts, is it's changing. And even though it may seem like it's a long way off, well, if that's the case, you kind of want to use that to your advantage as well. Much like dieting and exercising, starting a plan and sticking to it are the hard parts. Sometimes the word retiring can be stressful for some. So I like to say when work becomes optional, it's just a softer way of kind of saying retire. It also sounds nicer, I think. Everyone likes options. Every little bit of saving helps and it'll make it easier if you start early enough. Harnessing the power of compound interest where planning and savings, like saving a little now on a regular basis can let money work for you. Uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for decades. So compounding is obviously great to be having for your retirement savings because the money seems to grow slowly at first. And then as you get older, you'll start to see the rewards from that as it balloons into a much larger amount. Every year delay means you're going to need to save more money later on and maybe not the best, but like you might have to take on more risk later on to try and make up those goals, which absolutely is not a guarantee and you don't want to be in that situation. So you have much more control if you start off earlier. The sooner you start an automated savings plan with this stuff, the better. Um, what I do is I help clients figure out how much we need to put aside monthly. 
We break it down bi-weekly because since majority of people get paid bi-weekly, the contributions for the retirement plans then come out the day after they get paid. So they know that their retirement savings is dealt with and that they have the rest they're paid to fund their lifestyle now. It's all about balance. Like, Meaning we see this a lot with people will put more value on their future self than their current self. And I just like to remind people that one isn't more valuable than the other. Uh, you have to realize they're obviously both important. It's important to live and enjoy life now as well as retirement. It's, it's not about just focusing on one or the other. And a lot of people will do that where they focus much more heavily on their future self or their present self. Uh, so myth number two, I will never be able to save enough for retirement. It's surprising, even shocking that with all the attention devoted to an aging society and the need to save for retirement, that so many people are still not very inspired to even get started. Many do have a doom and gloom attitude about retirement. Of course, all these myths and things like that aren't helping matters because as I mentioned, there's a heck of a lot of information out there, more and more coming every day. And it's confusing. And a lot of people are like, well, it's hopeless. I'll just, everything costs so much. I still have this mortgage I never planned for at this age. I'll never be able to save enough for retirement. That may seem true when you're young and starting a family, paying off those school debts, dealing with a mortgage, all those stuff. Instead, you figure your income will go up in the future and you'll work on developing your money management skills and habits then. Uh, it's human nature. It's easy to, to procrastinate on this and just say, ah, there's all this going on right now. Things will be way better in the future and I'll have much more money to, to put away then. Well, that usually doesn't happen. So don't fall into the trap of thinking that it's going to be easier to save for retirement in a few more years. After all, there's so many competing needs and expenses, no matter how old you are. Like First, you've got to pay off your college debt. Next thing you know, you're helping your kids pay off theirs. Then there's the house, wedding expenses, home renovations, grandkids, and the list just goes on and on, as we all know. One day you'll stop and ask yourself, holy smokes, where'd the time go? And I actually get a lesson of that more so from my clients than what, what I can teach them with because they'll give examples of how fast time goes. And I've had clients, unfortunately, come to us and they're like, we need to start saving. And I just can't believe I'm sitting here in my 50s, 60s, and I barely have anything saved for retirement. I just never planned for that to happen. And life just got in the way and here I am and I don't even know where to begin. So what I say to many people is one day you're going to be 50, 60, or 70. It's, it's coming no matter what for all of us. And you're either going to be at that stage with retirement savings or you're not. So which one do you prefer? Because obviously most people are going to prefer to have retirement savings in those age brackets. And this doesn't come easy. So you have to have a plan in place to start that. Every year that you delay starting to ultimately save means you're just going to have to save more and more to try and get on track for retirement as it gets closer and closer. The risk about this as well is when you leave it to later, you're assuming you will get to pick your retirement date. And so many people forget this. Many people are not that fortunate and are they're forced to retire due to health, restructuring the current place of employment, layoffs, taking care of an ill family member, etc. That's a that is a big concern. When you leave it late and you think that you have all this time because you're putting this this line in the sand, this date in the calendar, and all of a sudden you're forced to retire earlier by means that are not in your control, well, you can see that okay, now now I'm in a bit of trouble here. So the best time to start saving retirement is when you're young, 
or and just start working. Obviously, that's the best, but that doesn't happen for many people. And I've worked with people that have enough savings uh, eventually when they're in their 50s already, which is super young. And I've worked with people in their 50s that don't have enough yet. The ones that obviously do are in a very great situation that they just know of anything, those unpredictable circumstances to force them out earlier, they have options. But they started putting money aside at a much quicker rate or earlier rate. So it doesn't necessarily, I'm not saying that you have to be young to put away for retirement savings. It's it's easier, but the best time is now if you haven't already started. Or and it's not even just started, because a lot of people have started, but a lot of people are guessing. You really want to have a plan for this to make sure that you know that you're on track because maybe you're putting away that you feel is enough, but it actually isn't for the lifestyle that you're going to want in retirement. Uh, okay. Myth three, I need 500,000, a million, 2 million, whatever to retire, like big amounts. The fact is your number can vary greatly depending on your personal situation and goals. And, and when social media uses those big numbers and telling people they have to have that and in, in investments in that, it's, it definitely can stress people out, but it's, it's just blanketing people with that number. It's not specific to your lifestyle and goals. There's so many things like how long do you expect to live? Will you, are you going to be single? Do, do, will you have, do you have a partner? When will you retire? All these questions. And you shouldn't leave this to chance. And obviously, absolutely, you should have an advisor that specializes in pre-retirement and, re- uh, and retire, retiring since you need to have what we call them as a retirement income projection plan built with your specifics in it. However, if you don't have an advisor right now, and I'm, I'm going to stress probably multi, a couple times today in this podcast how important that is for this stage in life. However, if you listen to this and you want to get an idea right away or get a bit of an idea, um, you can just basically start using one of the many tools online available from trusted sites like large financial institutions or insurance companies. They'll have tools for that, and then you got to forget. Then you also you don't want to forget about putting in other things like your CPP pension and late security. I'm going to touch on this a little bit more in today's podcast, but just wanted to mention it here. Um, If you want to maintain the same lifestyle before and after retirement, your number is tied to how much income you will need to provide that same consumption dollars. That's the money you'll normally spend on your own lifestyle. And of course, you're going to want to add some extras to that bucket list of yours for those early years of retirement when you'll be most active and spend more money. So we create, as I mentioned, uh, these retirement income projection plans for our clients, and there's no guessing here. The only thing they need to provide us that I can't do is they need to provide us with their lifestyle expenses. If um, And we have clients, they fill out a cash flow sheet and a retirement shift sheet. Um, if you want to see what these are, they're on our website uh, at greenprivatewealth.com. And they're under resources at the top of the page. And then there's a, once you click on that, there's a downloadable resources section and you'll see that there. So let me explain what these two sheets are because they definitely help people getting close to retirement or in retirement figure out what's needed. The cash flow sheet is for their expenses now. And if they are not retired, they also go through, as I mentioned, that shift retirement shift worksheet. So that shift worksheet helps them figure out what expenses in retirement will go away what expenses will go up, which expenses will go down, and is there any new expenses in retirement? And then once we have those numbers, we create the plan. And then every year it's reviewed and we update the portfolio values, 
inflation, taxes, all that stuff. And these plans have been more important than ever in the last year because the markets have been so tough. And it's it's such a great feeling when a client's concerned. They come in or we Zoom or whatever you can see on their, their face. They're stressed because before we meet, they've been like, I, I, I'm not talking to them every single day. Unfortunately, there's a lot of social media influence for everyone. So they're hearing all the bad news around markets. And then we review the plan and they see that they are completely fine. And I always say, I know it's tough because it's around us constantly. Just try to ignore all the outside noise since the retirement income projection plans. That is the most important thing since it's specific to you. And you can clearly see that you're not going to outlive your money or need to change your lifestyle, regardless of what outside noise is happening right now. And it's just so great to give people that peace of mind because it's so easy to be consumed by all the stuff around us. And it's just, it's really important for retirees to have that peace of mind. I always mention to my clients that you work so hard to get to this stage. And the last thing I want you to do is standing in line at a grocery store, looking at the magazine racks before you start checking out your groceries and seeing a big down arrow on the cover of Time magazine and being completely stressed out. That means nothing compared to your your individual situation if you've planned properly. And that's why we like to take the stress away by always having these retirement income projection plans that outlines everything and that we're continually updating every year and every time there's a transition or large expense to make sure it's accurate and that it will guide you. It's one of the best parts of my job showing clients that their plan and that just you can see them relax. You can see the body language lighten up because they realize there's a plan in place and that it's being monitored. And if they start to get derailed, we'll let them know. So the biggest thing out of this is you can't listen to, I need a million, two million, three million, whatever, and be stressed out that you're just looking at the overall big number. That's not applicable to you. You have to have a plan for this. Uh, Myth four, never touch your capital. So conventional thinking approaches often work on keeping your assets intact. Uh, That may work for the wealthy or whose investments generate plenty of cash flow so they can preserve their capital for their children, grandchildren. But for the rest of us, it's okay to spend your money and your retirement savings as a way of providing you lifetime income. Well, saving may be the goal in itself during these working years, plan on like an orderly spending plan of what you have saved during retirement. It, like, Isn't this the whole point of retirement? And all the planning is so you can enjoy this chapter. And it's really okay to spend your money. And that may sound silly for people that aren't retired yet, but that's a lot of conversations I have with retirees is telling them it's okay to spend their money, which may sound a little crazy because they're like, well, of course, it's their money. They can do what they want. It's not that simple because with a lot of retirees, especially the ones that planned well, they've got a very good money mindset on saving. So it's not just a simple, okay, open the floodgates and go spend. You can't just change that money mindset overnight. So that's another part of of being an advisor is helping people to spend their money because for some people it's not easy. And the idea for many is to spend it is you you want to spend it down in retirement. Like I mentioned, that's why you saved it. So this is just so important. And this is why we review to make sure they have enough capital to provide the cash flow they need, no matter what happens, no matter how long they live. Um, if if providing a legacy is a big thing for your children or other relatives and stuff, like you can look at alternatives and and give the cash flow as needed. And we and there's planning around that that can be done. 
it's your money, but the main objective in retirement should not be how much you can leave to the estate. You sh- you get one chance to join retirement. It's not like taking a bad vacation where, okay, well, that vacation sucked. I'm going to just book somewhere else next time and go to a different resort. You can't say that with retirement. Like You only get one crack at it and you can't take a different approach and go back. Previous podcasts, I mentioned there's three phases in retirement, and you've probably heard this before. It's it's a, it's nothing I made up. It's been a it's been around for a, quite a while, but there's three phases of retirement: go go, slow go, and no go. And once you're elderly and unable to have the same mobility and health you had in the earlier years in retirement, and you're now going from slow go to no go, well, you you can't go back. So have a plan and make sure that you to enjoy this chapter. An example I had from this recently was a couple that was nervous to book trips this year and next due to the markets, inflation, costs of everything going up, fuel, you get all that stuff. I showed them where they're at and we reviewed their plan and I showed them they're completely fine. And I pushed them to book those trips since we reviewed the numbers. And I even said, you're completely fine. Even the market stays down for another two years. And what I said was, if you don't book those trips, because and I, this couple, like they, they love their trips. Like many, they missed out because of COVID. Um, this is their thing, right? This is like for years before they retired and where I was working with them, it was all about traveling and retirement. And they lost that, like many, because of, once again, because of COVID. So the last thing I want them to do is now not travel. And they were fine. I'm not urging them to do something and not have the cash flow. So we went through all that and there's all this doom and gloom because the economy and everything else. And I said, right now you're basing this because the economy, because it's unhealthy. And two years from now, the economy will be healthy most likely. And now what if you are not, now what if you're not healthy? You've now lost that opportunity because of that. And they both said, actually, that's a great point. And I was just really happy to see that they did book the trips after that conversation. But once again, there's a plan to reference to that so they can make the, have that peace of mind when booking. Uh, myth five, you need 70 to 85% of your current income level in retirement. So a growing number of analysts and researchers in retirement income and spending patterns have found that most people will be fine if they target 50% of their pre-retirement earnings. Stats Canada has many years had data somewhat supporting around this. You see, the focus should be on consumption dollars not some predetermined formula. What you spend on yourselves and your lifestyle, that's what you should be focusing on. So how much you need is usually the number one question people have when thinking about retiring. There's many rules of thumb on this, the 4% withdrawal rate, annual retirement income times 25, 70% of working income, um, all these types of numbers. And not to keep repeating myself, but the first thing we need to do is once again, you got to figure out what your retirement is going to cost, the cash flow sheet. I keep saying that, but that you must be seeing a bit of a pattern here and going through that to figure out what it's going to cost you and to get an idea. And we always recommend that it's not just one and done. Every year we have clients just kind of touch on them like, okay, here's the cash flow sheet that you had gave, given us. Just quickly review it. Has anything changed? It, it usually doesn't take long at all because once you've put the work in to do it once, they can quickly reference, well, no, everything's kind of similar here. Maybe it's off by a little bit, which isn't a big deal. So at least gives you an idea of what you're spending. Now, to figure out the income coming in part, you need to write down all your sources of income coming in for retirement, such as CPP, OAS, I mentioned already, 
employer pension, part-time work, if you still choose to do that. And out of all the guaranteed sources of income and like from your pension, CPP, all that stuff. Ideally, if you have these sources, it would be great if the amount covers your non-discretionary expenses. And maybe even you're fortunate enough that it covers that and a good chunk of your discretionary expenses. Since now that puts you in a really comfortable spot knowing that, hey, worst case scenario, my bare bone essentials are covered no matter what. Once you've added up all the guaranteed sources of income, how much do you still need to make up the difference um, from that compared to what your cash flow sheet says you need to pay for your lifestyle expenses for your monthly cash flow? That gap is what's going to be needed from your portfolio and or working part-time, whatever sources you're using. So you have now you have now you've figured out how much you'll need approximately in retirement on a monthly basis and not going by some predetermined formula. And then once you figure that out, if you wanted to, you can just simply take it and multiply that by the years of average life expectancy. Um, if you wanted to on your own to a certain degree, put in a, a conservative rate of return and that'll start to give you a bit of an idea. But of course, obviously a full-blown plan with inflation, taxes, all this other stuff's better, but it, it just can start to give you an idea of what you need. But all these factors, you can obviously see that's why it's so important to have a financial professional to help you at this stage. Uh, okay, miss six, you need that initial level of retirement index for the rest of your life. I'm sure you can come up with a list of things that don't fit the set and forget philosophy, like set the cruise control and forget it, set the room temperature and forget it, invest in a certain investment that has a particular risk associated with it and forget it. Of course not. You need to make adjustments as the situation changes and your needs and priorities change. And retirement income planning works like that. Retirement isn't one long vacation. It isn't one period in your life. It represents the longest set of phases in your life. And each phase will have a different needs for cash flow. So I'm going to touch on it again. You'll need more money in your early active years. That's the go-go phase. So you're going to be more active, doing more things. And that usually the first 10 years of retirement are the most expensive. Then you're going to settle down to a more more slower retirement pace when ex- where expenses will kind of start dropping, and that's heading towards the slow go phase. And then later in life is the no go f- phase, which is kind of maybe not as good at health, the loss of potentially a partner, uh, losing your driver's license, and that will even now cause you to spend less. Now before people jump all over me and saying, well, yeah, but if you're older, it's going to cost more. Well, yes, potentially you may need money for longer term care needs, but hopefully you and your planner have planned for that so that it's not just coming out of regular cash flow um, needs and that there's a, a, a plan in place for that. The amount of money you'll need, the most efficient means of getting our important points, but you should also, you should review this yearly and set up an investment and income stream that's flexible, adaptable to these changing circumstances. And as I mentioned, we go through this every year and you with clients, you want to stress test the plans. Like this is a good year for stress testing because the markets are down so much. Um, yeah. And as life changes and your income needs do, well, your plan will need to be adjusted. Miss seven, the government will take care of medical expenses. Okay. At the, I don't want to get into, well, <laughs> the risk of not sounding cynical, governments don't pay for anything. Working Canadians, they do. It's the taxpayers. So taxes are directed to certain areas of need. Growing needs and rising costs means that there just isn't enough public money to go around. And this is no surprise to any of us. Um, the reality is hitting retirees will continue to hit. 
and it'll probably get more difficult as time goes on due to the circumstances. A rapidly aging society is backing governments into a bit of a corner with this, forcing our leaders to make some tough decisions on healthcare. Not, it's not just the aging society. There's a lot of other factors that have happened in the last two years that also increase this. It seems there's already too many elderly people to care for with these existing programs and funding and absolute costs. They're going up while services are being cut. And we don't see that changing in the near future. So we're going to have to channel more income into paying for uncovered services um, that will in, that will eat into long-term savings to take care of potentially yourself and your aging family. So our society is moving quickly that what we're seeing from the childcare issues to more elder care issues. Once again, because of what I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast with so many baby boomers. And the latter issue is much more expensive and long-lasting. This movement's now pushing care into our community, and that sounds good and has some merits for sure, but we, we all know like long-term care is not free, and much of it pro- is provided by family um, and, and volunteers and all of that. It means sacrifice of energy, time out of the workforce, and hits the retirement savings plans of caregivers. The government just simply can't, nor are they, just picking up the tab. And this is why there just needs to be a a plan put in place for these potential costs. The good news is there's a lot more resources for these types of things. It's just there is an associated cost with it. And that's where that this myth seven being debunked is don't just because I've had clients say that they just think the government will be there to pick up all expenses later on in life when they do get ill. Uh, Those times are changing and you want to make sure there's just a plan in place for that. Uh, last one, myth eight. I can deal with the shortfall in retirement savings by working longer or taking up some part-time work. So remember I mentioned previously that many people are not fortunate enough to pick the retirement dates. Well, recent studies have found that almost half, half the retirees have left the workforce earlier than they planned. As I mentioned at the beginning of this, like what can come from downsizing, layoffs, negative working conditions are all some of the reasons. People ages 55 plus have an average right now of more than 13 months on unemployment. That's almost five months longer than younger people looking for jobs. And this stat comes from the Associated Press. The biggest reason for leaving the workforce early were health-related. And either the workers or someone, and not just the workers, but also their family, uh, we've had clients go through that, has, has their health, the family's health problems has caused them to retire early. So unfortunately for some of these individuals, working longer is not an option that you can definitely count on because staying on the job or getting another job is not necessarily a a guarantee. And right now it's almost two thirds of retired Canadians had less than a year to plan and adjust for what could be 30 to 40 years of retirement. And this stat comes from a LIMRA retirement study. Yeah. So basically be proactive when planning retirement. Remember the earlier you start, obviously the better. And if you haven't started yet, then the best time to start is now. Healthy retirement planning will obviously just help a much, will ensure a much more successful retirement than no planning. And uh, just don't delay on planning for this exciting chapter. And if you need any help, you know how to get a hold of us and we'll gladly help you go through and figure all this out. Chris, that was so much information. It was great. And how can listeners reach you if they've got questions? Yeah, there's a lot of information packed in that yeah, one. Yeah, there was. I could have probably broke that into two. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, greenprivatewealth.com and uh, you can just contact us through there. 
All right. And one thing that is true, it is not a myth. Follow this podcast and you will know when the next episode is ready for you. And of course, share with others, especially one like this, all the information in there. And thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.